Welcome to The Periscope, the show where we take a closer look at crowdfunding projects. Join us as we talk with guests about why you should back their future board games today. Here are your hosts. Voyagers, welcome to The Periscope, where we take a closer look at crowdfunding games. Second episode, we're still going strong. My name is Josh. With me, as always, is my number number one co-host. I'm Andrew, and uh, I'm very, very pleased to say that today we have Brian from Tangerine Games, and his game Nestlings uh, is being crowdfunded. And uh, welcome to the show, Brian. Thanks, man. I'm, I'm excited to to share more about uh, this this flagship game of ours Uh here at Tangerine Games, so very excited. Brian, I saw a quick overview of this game at TantrumCon. Uh, it has great table presence. Tell our listeners a little more about this game. Sure. So uh, in Nestlings, it is a we, we for a while we tried to figure out the best way to explain like the type of mechanics because it is doing something unique. Um, it's not area control; it's what we're calling kind of uh, priority. And so hmm. uh, your goal is you are assuming one of four different birds. So we've got, you know, cactus wren, uh, lilac breasted roller, the rosy finch, and I always forget the last one, the malachite kingfisher. Um, so all mm. with the original beautiful art. And so you're assuming the role uh, of these birds, and the ultimate goal is to feed your nestlings, feed your, your, ba- your baby birds. Um, and you do that by rolling dice and placing them one at a time on these different spots uh, on the board, which are the four different biomes. So we've got savannah. Uh, alpine, gra- um, the desert, and the freshwater. And so those are the four biomes, and there's something in the middle called the grasslands, which is like a unique little wild area, which is really, really fun. And so you're placing your dice um, that have the different icons that match these biomes, and you're placing them on different spots to win priority so that you can be the first to grab certain resources. Um, and mm-hmm. so these resources do numerous things. You can feed your nestlings if it's a, ne- a resource from your native biome. So, for instance, if you're the uh, rosy finch from the alpine, um, one of the critters that they eat is moths. And so if you, if you get yourself a moth because you won priority and someone else doesn't take it, you can feed your nestlings for points. Also get these small little uh, wedges that can complete what we call a resource ring, which will kind of like kind of some engine building that's going on to trigger some bonuses mm-hmm. to do some other things. Um, these resources can also be traded in at the end of the round for certain benefits, maybe buying another die for the next round or uh, taking your chance in grabbing a resource from any biome bag. Um, so a lot of different things going on, a lot of different decisions to be made. There's public gathering goals. So there's like three of these out per game. This might chi- change how they function, um, but everybody is going for them. So there's some of that fun tension there. It's like, oh, I, I clearly see what you're trying to do. What can I do to thwart you from going there? Or maybe I'm going to pivot and do a different decision um, and go for a different resource to beat you somewhere else. So it's like you're feeding your nestlings, you're doing your resource ring, you're, you're, you're cascading these bonuses, you're, you're filling out gathering goals, a lot of awesome decision-making where at any time you can pivot your strategy uh, and go a mm-hmm. different way if someone kind of isn't, uh, uh, isn't, isn't playing nice. <laughs> and a little bit of hate drafting in there too. There, You know, there is a little bit, um, and I, I'm okay with some of that, but... If you in Nestlings, if you just hate draft for the sake of doing it, you will lose. Um, some of the best, I guess, lack of a better term, hate drafting is if it's advantageous to you 
and also hurt someone even just a little bit, that's probably your your best course of action. So that's not like giving away any kind of strategy. That's just telling you the type of fun uh, player interaction that you'll see. Well, great. This is a, this is your guys' flagship game for Tangerine Games. First game, hopefully first game and more to come for you and Brandon, who is the, I would say, would say the main is that he really started off doing Nestlings. Is that correct? Yeah, Brandon is the um, Brandon Omi is the designer. Uh, so he's a he's a graphic he's our graphic designer for the iconography. He does a lot of photography, but he designed Nestlings. I think he started about two and a half years ago. It's been through a ton of different iterations. Uh, it, it, it even started with transparent cards for the resources, which was an awesome idea. Um, it just didn't work out with other things. And so and he'll tell you that whole story. He's like, oh, it was so painful to let those things go, but it was for the best you know, of the game. Um, so he's, he's the main designer on that. And then um, she kind of just to give a, a little bit of a story, if, if, if you guys don't mind, it's I had found out about Nestlings through Better Half um, Reviews on Instagram and YouTube uh, because she posted it, Allison. And so I did a play test. And I was like, dude, this, uh, this game is really fun, and and the artwork is great. It's it's a strategic game that doesn't play doesn't outstay its welcome. Like a four player game will play in about forty five to fifty minutes. And so, Brand and I just kind of start up a conversation. We have a ton of things uh, in common, you know, our our beliefs, our ideas on how we want to publish board games, and we just kind of grew that friendship. And 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 less than a year, like this is this is where we're at. So I helped develop some things or just said, oh, Brandon, this could be good. And he's like, oh, no, that's going to stink. I'm like, okay, I'll never say anything again. But then I will say something again. And he's like, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, so I've just developed a little bit. Um, our, our friend Kevin Grott, um, he's also done some development for us. He did the um, that, that tabletop find it book, uh, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so Brandon's the main driver b- behind this this the ship, I guess. Well, I'm very excited to see where Tangerine Games goes. I knew Brandon before you guys were able to start forming that. And meaning that, you know, it's kind of like when you know someone, you've play tested their game and you've had conversations with mm-hmm. them. And, you know, Brandon's a great guy. I can't wait to see what you guys are going to do with Tangerine. But let's take a close look at Netflix. We're going to actually di- dig in. We're going to open up Periscope and ask the questions that I know some of our listeners are burning to hear answers for. So the first one I want to ask you is this: Why is Nestlings just? Why is Nestlings not just another bird game? Because lots of bird games, Sense of Wingspan, it's kind of an elephant in a room. When a game comes out about birds, people are like, "Oh, they're copying Wingspan." Why is this not just another bird game? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, we 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 were at Tang uh, we were at Tangerine Games. We were at Tantrum Con. And we had, I had this nice little banner uh, that we got made for Nestlings. And a couple people had walked through the door and they were like, hey, look, it's Wingspan Origins. <laughs> um, you know, it's because of baby yeah. birds. And I actually, um, yeah, I know. I, I actually had talked to, uh, I, I messaged Jamie Stegmeyer and said, hey, would it be cool to hashtag that? He's like, no, that might be a little confusing. I'm like, I think you're right. Um, <laughs> you know, so he was just very, very gracious and very playful with that. Um, but where Nestling, obviously Wingspan, um, Bird Watcher, uh, even some stuff that um, Phil Walker Harding is doing. Uh, he did a bird game with his new Joey games out in Australia, which looks great. So a lot of those nature-themed bird games. Um, what makes Nestlings different is it's the bidding mechanic, um, but it's also there are ways to mitigate that. Um, so it's it's not your typical, some say worker placement. It's not necessarily that because 
you're not placing your dice to do workers. Your 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 dice are actually kind of your bids. Uh, and we at one point we had the dice being rolled behind player screens, um, just to kind of keep some some uh, some secrecy there. And then we were like, you know, let's let's remove that and just allow players to re-roll as many dice as they want before each of their turns. So it's like every round it's changing. Uh, and we realized that people's strategy didn't change too much more with by and behind a play, uh, player screen. So I was like, man, if if the game enhances by not being the dice not being behind a player screen, that that's in our opinion that's good game design. Um, and so what makes it really different is it is shorter. Um, it's not like a, a a card game which could maybe be played in twenty minutes. There's some bird card games, and then Wingspan uh, is is a longer game, which is I love Wingspan. Uh, so this one is it, what really is neat about it is it meets that middle area. Um, like I said, for a four player game, it's going to be. 40 to 50 minutes. Um, with a two-player game, there's going to be a very sophisticated AI um, where, yes, it's 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 great. Sh- uh, Shim Phillips has actually kind of consulted us, or consulting with Ooh. us to make that and the solo version uh, pr- pretty fun and not just a, a one or two time type of game. Um, so getting the feedback from other people who, let's be honest, know more than we do, have been at this longer than us. It's one of those things where we're taking birds, which is a very popular theme, but we're kind of turning it on its head. We, we, our goal is to make this very thematic. Uh, our, our bird abilities, which are going to be a part of um, a module where you have asymmetric powers, um, the gathering goals, uh, when you feed your nestlings, it, it used to be you took that resource and just put it back into the, the biome bag or back into the game. Well, now you discard them because if you feed your nestlings food... Well, they swallow it, <laughs> and so it should be discarded out of the game. And so we've we've talked to some other game designers, like no, that creating this scarcity in the game is also very helpful. And and I don't know if we've really seen a ton of that in bird games, where like you just even look at wingspans, like there's there's a plethora of cards, which isn't a bad thing, but there's no real limit to what you can get here. It's like all right, they used these two lizards to do this, or they traded these in for resources. There's only six resources of each type and there's five for each biome in the game so there's i wouldn't say there's card counting but you have to pay attention because once a game uh, uh, resource goes out of the game you have to change your strategy um so it's it's what we're really kind of considering like a a family plus type of game Uh, and we haven't really seen anybody do that uh, in this space so going off of that then you said family plus let's go off of that who is this game for who is nestlings for Everybody, a lot of companies are like, you know, we, we make family family type games. I'm like, well, for the most part, every game could be family. It depends upon what kind of games your family likes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what we really like about this is it's one of those, it's, it's easily accessible. Uh, we are working um, with someone who's really great at designing trays for, for the deluxe version where every player, they will get their board. They will then grab the uh, certain colored or it's got the bird name on it. Um, individual player trays, which are kind of like two-layered trays, where underneath they're the dice, hmm. then all their pieces. So really, it's grab your board, grab your individual tray, set up the game board, you're good to go. So with most fa- family games, you don't want to take 15 to 20 minutes to set the game up. You want to get rolling. Um, it, it does some unique things. So the best way that I have um, told people to teach the game is kind of give the bare minimum and then play the first round, and then it'll click. It's one of those games where it's like, I hear what you're saying, 
but it's hard for me mm -hmm. to envision it until I actually do it. And so we want people yeah. actually doing it as, as quick as possible. Um, so that's where that family aspect comes in because you've got kids. They have a short attention span. Um, also, a lot of adults have short attention spans, especially when their kids are involved. And so with all the, also the family aspect is it's like you can play this game with your kids. Your kids can feel that they're accomplishing things. They may not win or get you know, the most points because there is some strategy there, but they feel like they're a part of the experience. And then the parents aren't just going to get the joy of seeing their kids have fun. They're going to see some deeper strategies, strategies so they're going to be engaged just as much. So it's kind of approaching it from, from two different um, aspects uh, and having a nice little merge in the middle. That's a really interesting point. Like people say, like, what's the weight of the game? Family plus, and doing that. But I really like you. The approach seems to be family accessible. Like it's it, instead yeah. of you know saying, oh, here's the weight of the game, or but you know it's impossible to play. No, this is something you design so that families of all ages can sit down together and play. That is. Ah, oh, that's so wonderful. That's where I'm at in my life with my little kids. <laughs> it's, it's you know, I want <laughs> games of good strategy, but that I can play with my with my family, and you know, we can get through it. So that is that's awesome for me to hear. Yeah, it's one of those things where even if you don't win, you you have still felt you have been successful in some of the combos that you've strung together, or some of the things you're like, I set out to do this, and I accomplished that. You know, I I didn't win, but I had a strategy and I accomplished it. And there's something good about that. Awesome. So, Brian, what is your favorite part of Nestlings? What's your favorite part of the game? Oh, man. Um, it, it's interesting. Brandon and I, we have fun arguments all the time. Uh, he is all about the art and the table presence, which I think is very important. I'm all about functionality. Not saying he doesn't care about functionality. He does. It's just what we enjoy seeing most come out in games. And so he's always like, hey, let's add this. Let's add this. I'm like, yeah, let's go also ahead and just throw in a banquet table because they're going to need that to play this game on it. <laughs> so we're just kind of like go back and forth with each other, and he laughs and stuff like that. And, and there are times he's like, yeah, that would be cool, but – and then he finishes his sentence, he's like, but it wouldn't be practical. You know, and, and I'll go around saying the same, like, all oh, these new bird miniatures, man, they're going to be cute. He's like, they're going to be what, Brian? You know, um, <laughs> so with me, I, I do think the art shines in the fact that it's very thematic. It's not just a game and we slapped a theme on it. We're actually naming things and the mechanics actually, we feel like birds would do this in real life. Um, but my favorite thing of Nestlings, I like how every die roll and every turn your strategy might have to change you might not want to change it but it might mm -hmm. have to change and so there, there's not it depends on who you play with you're going to play with some people who have analysis paralysis and there might be some in this game just merely because you're placing your dice and you're like oh i can't mess this up but you can also like you can save a die from one round to the next uh, if you're like oh i if I place this here, it's not going to win me anything. I'm going to save this for the next round. So now you have more dice than the other player. So there's all that cool stuff to do. So from round to round, from turn to turn, it's different. So you almost have to approach this as, yes, I've got various ways to score. Um, but I can't put all my eggs <laughs> in one nest. Um, I can't put all my eggs in one nest. But at the same time, if you can find a strategy and it's like if other players are kind of fighting for certain things and you're like, Matt, wow, no one's – no one's seeing me do this. Well, go in on that hard. Go in on that hard yeah. because you can get distracted by other players and then someone's like, before you know it, they scored this amount of points per round. You're like, how in the world did you do that? It's like, well, you guys were fighting over that. 
And I had about two or three strategies, so I gave myself some some leeway. So that's the that's the best thing I like about Nestlings is there's not just one strategy. We have also really done a good job at when there's different ways to score points at one point, and, and Shim actually helped with this, there were two ways to get points, and they were kind of competing against each other. Not competing where, like, do I take a chance and get some more points or go the safe route and get less, but it was almost like I have to do either or. And we don't want either or. We want both and. And so we had to really make some make some changes there. They weren't huge changes. They were just tiny little changes um, that just kind of allowed us to um, have more flexibility and, and, and to where, okay, you choose this way, but if it's not looking like it's working out for you, you can still jump ship and you might still be able to squeak through a victory. Um, mm-hmm. Doing all that without having catch-up mechanics. So there's none of that in this game. Um, so I, I just think it's been, we have been very strategic in making sure that any changes we do, play in the game again because you make a small change, it's going to affect other things. Um, but we don't want this to be something where people abandoning a certain strategy. They just don't do it because there's a... We don't want the game to play itself. We don't want there to be an optimal way to win. Um, and so we've really been taking a lot of time on, on fine-tuning that. And that's that's one thing I'm, I think we're really proud about. Now, to go off of things that you're proud of, let's talk more about the campaign that you're, that you're launching as of this moment right now. What part of the campaign are you most proud of? <laughs> the simplicity. Um, so I, I, I haven't... Maybe I've backed, I haven't backed a ton of Kickstarters, maybe 35 in the past year or so, um, compared to some people that it's like, they're like, oh, you're a gamer? You know? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> get yeah. out of here, you losing. <laughs> but um, so I think what I'm most excited about, and I can, I can share it now, we're going to have um, uh, one pledge where it's just you get access to the pledge manager so that you can like make your decision later after the campaign because you're maybe still not sure you want to add some stuff. Uh, and you want to comment. Nice. You want to see what people are saying. You want to... You want to see what the um, the designers or myself or Brandon are, are saying about the game. Uh, it's important mm-hmm. to you. The access to us is very important. Um, and then you've got a tier where it's the standard version, which it's going to be um, – you're going to get the stuff with the game that, like, we're not – any of the stretch goals we do, um, let's be honest. I, I'm, I'm going to be completely transparent. When there are stretch goals, people were planning on putting that stuff in the game anyway. Um, so we're trying to be very strategic in how we do that, where it just builds excitement. It doesn't make people feel like they have to contribute more to get something that we were, we were going to put in the game anyway. And so we're going to be transparent with that. So I'm really proud about that and and that transparency there. But then, you know, the standard, then we're going to have a, um, a deluxe, which will come with, um, some extra modules. Um, and then, uh, a all-in pledge, which is basically the deluxe, the modules, and we're doing custom, I'm not sure if you've seen custom, uh, dice trays. Ooh. So uh, there'll be four dice trays that will come in a pack, and they'll match the biome color in that specific bird. Okay. And you, obviously you can use them for any other game that you want. Um, and we're really focusing on, on the quality there. And so um, obviously during the Kickstarter, you're going to get all that stuff for a little cheaper than if you would buy it individually after the campaign. So it's really just how we've structured this. We also know with a a family plus type of game, there are going to be a lot of people who come to Kickstarter and they're like, I don't even know what in the world I'm doing. So I think sometimes Mm -hmm. we assume everyone knows how all of this works. Um, I work for another publishing company and people like will always tell me like, well, I thought I backed this on Kickstarter. Why I have to do something on GameFound? So like people get confused. And so if we can keep it simple, uh, it's it's just it's just better for everyone. So just streamlining this, um, 
letting people know that, hey, we appreciate you contributing and backing us. And so we want to be transparent and make this as easy as possible you know, for you. So that's, that's the thing I'm, I'm super proud of for our, for our campaign. Awesome. Well, just to wrap things up as we're getting closer to the end of the episode, the last question I want to ask you is what do you want to say to people who are still maybe on the fence trying to figure out whether they want to back this game or not? Well, what would you want to say to them? I would okay. I'll say this. I think the fence is there is the first playthrough, and we're working on this, is which is why we make it accessible right out of the box. Is it's doing different things, um, so there's a slight learning curve. There's a slight learning curve, but everybody's learning that learning curve at the same time. So if you are a little in, intimidated, might not be the right word, but I'm going to use it anyways. If you're a little intimidated by learning something that's got different mechanics, um, just dive into it and play the game. Watch a playthrough, and you'll be like, wow. This is not that difficult because there's there's a lot of stuff that's happening simultaneously, and that can be a little overbearing when you see it as a game because people are very we, – we think very sequentially. You do this, you do this, you do this. Um, and Nestling is, it doesn't really operate like that, but it it's very smooth. Like the stuff is very intuitive. So it's going to click in your brain like, oh, reading this on paper, I'm like, I wonder how it's going to work. But then seeing it, I'm like, oh, this – I don't even have to think about this anymore. Um, so if, if maybe you're on the fence because it's a different type of game like that, um, I encourage you to watch content um, creators. Also, please contact us on Discord or Instagram. I am literally obsessed with, not obsessed with social media, but like I had um, one of the content creators email me at 4.30 this morning. And so I woke up and I responded to him. Like it's kind of a problem. Um, but I'm very active on all these channels. And so if you would like a playthrough of Nestlings on a Tabletop Simulator, even during the campaign, uh, let me know. Let me know and we, we can do it. Like play testing and playthroughs, demoing, that's marketing. That's marketing. Mm -hmm. And if you liked it and you played it and, and you're like, you know what, this isn't for me. I was like, you know what, tell me what games you do like and I can point you in the direction of some, some cool campaigns that are going on currently. Well, they do say that Kickstarter is a full-time job, so you basically are doing that already. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, trying to prevent, because that, that that first week or whatever, those first 72 hours, it's like, okay, we have to kind of already be in that mode before we get there. We can't just turn it on. Yeah. We have to yep. already be ramped up, and, and Brandon's been, you know, working until midnight, oil, you know, the midnight oil is burning, and or whatever that phrase is. Um, and I, I, me to a certain, a, a same extent, but just in a different fashion, um, we're exhausted. Um, but it's a good exhaustion. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's a proud exhaustion. It's not like, oh, we don't want to do this again. It's like, Hey, let's get a little respite. Let's take a little breather and let's do this again. Because we are actually, um, we are partnering with, uh, Lucky Duck Games, um, to do a lot of the localization of the game in different languages. Um, and so they really believe in, in, in our title. Um, so that's going to be great so that if you want this game, you're going to be able to, to get it. And I, I might've just killed the shots of people coming to Kickstarter, but <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> well, Brian, thank you so much for coming on the Periscope today. This this Periscope has been again about nestlings launching on June 20th. So by the time this episode is out, it's already on. Go and visit the page today. As always, Thank you so much for listening today. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to support Tangerine Games, go back Nestlings and follow them on all their socials. As always, again, my name is Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm Brian. And this has been The Periscope. <laughs>